Welcome everyone, my name is Gianna Robastiano and I'm Christina Boschman and we are Manifesting Miracles Together. Our topic today is labels and we're not talking about labels on a soup can or anything like that. We're talking about the labels that we take on that can turn us into victims. Yes, and I have had experience in this in my life and I've hear it all the time like all day every day coming from like everybody and and you know we have to be honest as humans we are meaning makers yes it's what we do we come into the world with a label Mm -hmm. I was born a little baby girl with red hair greenish blue eyes fair skin Mm -hmm. there were labels when I was born, there was a label on what time I was born, which put me into the Sagittarian, the, the label of Sagittarian. Yeah. It put me into the label of sister because I had two brothers mm-hmm. and cousin because I had my, there were my mom's uh, brother had already had a couple of kids. And when you think about it, you're coming in as an aunt, an uncle, a niece, a nephew, a sister, a cousin, a brother, anything. Yeah, all the labels. <laughs> yeah, and, and and the whole idea is some of those labels are necessary. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. but so many of them that come to us during our lives can really give us an excuse. Yes. To make ourselves a victim. Definitely. And I will be 100% honest with you guys. I was like this years ago. I would use anxiety, depression, PTSD, everything under the sun, <laughs> a excuse. And I didn't realize it was. I would I didn't realize I was doing it no, at all. Not at all. Because it's like anxiety and depression are real things. Yeah. But when you start referring to it as my anxiety, yeah, my my depression, depression. my ADHD that's where you limit yourselves. Right. And I remember back years ago, I totally limited myself all the time. I'm like, oh, I can't do that because my anxiety and my depression and my PTSD, I can't sit there because of this this certain thing and, and claiming it, claiming that label makes it like a thousand times worse for you. Exactly. I never thought that I looked at myself that way. Really? And, oh, no. And I remember I was around 40, and I went to see a counselor because something was going on in my life at the time. And she was sitting there listening to me, and she said, You have chosen the label of victim. And I, I was incensed. I mm-hmm. said, excuse me? And she said, you're coming in here and you're acting like you have absolutely no power over any of this. When this is all a choice that you have made mm-hmm. and you can change it by making a different choice. Wow. I walked out of there crying. Oh, yeah. I cried for like two days after that because I was angry. And I was angry if I was being realistic with myself or honest with myself because it was like, how dare she call me what I am? (laughs) Yeah. 
Imagine that. Like, <laughs> how dare she? The nerve of her! I can't believe. Everything she said was right. Like, I, I think we've think, all been yeah. to those, and someone calls us out on our shit, and then you're like, "Oh God!" Right. But and that was my first foray into thinking about things from that way. Because I have to tell you, I've looked at everything for a year where I was falling into the victim status again and I realized how much I was doing it and I was so disgusted with myself and I kept having to constantly repeat to myself you are not a victim in this session you in this circumstance you can make a different choice Mm -hmm. you can stand up for yourself yeah and turning that around get out of victim mode and turn into turn your life into an empowered type of mode queen mode you know (laughs) right and even if you think about it right I always used to say oh god I always get treated like such a doormat yeah and saying that oh yeah what happened you were treated like a doormat I was like people would treat me like a doormat why because I was allowing it yeah I would allow them to walk all over me because I didn't want them to feel bad Or, well, okay, yeah, I can do that even though I don't want to and I really don't have time and I'm going to stress myself out to do it. Yeah. And once I started to get real with myself to say, wait a second, no, I don't have time to be on this board. I had gotten invited to be on the board of a a local credit union. (laughs) And I had said to my husband, I swear, a week before, if I agree to anything more I said I want you to kick me so hard in the butt that I fly directly to the moon right (laughs) so then they called and they offered me this seat on the board which would have been kind of a prestigious spot but I was saying no prestigious to who why do I need to feel like I'm in a prestigious position when I'm already maxed out on everything that I can do yeah so I thought about it for a few days as I went through this whole thing in my head because I said, I'm going to be angry all the time. And then who would I have to blame but myself, mm-hmm. right? And I told them, no. I said, thank you very much. I really appreciate the thought. But no, I honestly don't have time. And that's where I, I really had put my foot down myself to say, I'm going to do this differently moving forward. And I was like, 46 at the time so it wasn't like I was 25 I had a lot of years of being a doormat between there and then before I started really taking my own power and really saying no I don't want to I'm not going to do it I don't have time I'm making myself sick trying to do everything that I'm doing and that is such an important thing to do is to create boundaries and to be able to say no to things that you just can't do or you just don't want to do. I'm guilty of doing that a lot in my life of saying yes to things. And then in the past, I'd be like, oh my God, I had to do this thing and like whatever and being in like a victim kind of energy. And then looking back on it, I'm like, no, I, I created that. I, I made that choice and that happened because I agreed to it, you know? Right, and it's having having that, what is it, that inner courage to look at yourself and say, wait, no, that wasn't them, that was me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's tough. That's tough. That when you tough really one. start to get to that point where you say, wait a second, 
that was me. Yeah, and to do that is very, very hard. And we're going to talk about that in another episode. If you guys haven't heard it already about personal responsibility, because that is a whole episode in itself. It's like a couple episodes in itself, (laughs) too, because once you're able to realize that, okay, this isn't that person, it's also me, too, and Mm -hmm. looking at yourself, that is something to get into and to really to be aware of, I guess. Well, and I think, you know, overcome a label is hard, especially in our culture right now. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, you're on social media. You may have heard our episode on social media, but on social media, everybody's talking about their anxiety. Oh, my anxiety is causing me to do this, and Mm -hmm. my depression is causing me to do that, and my ADHD doesn't allow me to do this. Oh, I see that one a lot. I see it everywhere. All the time. But I'm going to tell you a quick story about my brother. When my brother was a little kid, there was obviously something wrong with him. And my parents took him for all this testing. It turned out that he was dyslexic. He had ADD. And he had a couple of other learning disabilities. So even as an adult, he couldn't read. Wow. But he was one of the smartest human beings I have ever known in my life. He would listen to people like he'd just read me the grocery list. Read it through once quick. And he'd say, okay, he'd come back to the house having everything on that list, hearing the list once. Wow. He became a very sought-after contractor because one of the abilities that he had was that he was really good at building things. And he just said, he goes, just, I have these labels, but they're not me. They're just labels. I can do whatever I want. Wow, that's empowering. That's yeah. incredible to hear that too because someone could go through similar things and ha- attach to those labels mm-hmm. and limit it themselves in life to, to not do anything. Exactly. Really. I remember being attached to, I mean, all the labels, the, the anxiety and depression and PTSD and and what I've noticed when I was really attaching to those like we said earlier it did it did happen like things would come up and it would be way worse like when I would say oh my anxiety is like just beyond terrible so it would be beyond terrible right and my depression is the worst it's ever been so it would be the worst it's ever been and I now I I tend to use the word nervous more than anxiety, and I try not to say my anxiety. Sometimes it happens, Mm -hmm. too, but, you know, that's just from years of saying that over and over again and correcting it. But I did notice when I replace the word anxiety and nervous, like, it's not as bad. Anxiety seems so heavy. Nervous is, like, seems very, very quick and temporary Yeah, to me at least. Yeah, because I always would think of it, well, I used to, I never said my anxiety because I had anxiety for years. I would say I'm experiencing such anxiety today. Like it was something outside of me because I felt, honestly, like it was coming from outside of me. Mm -hmm. But I loved, I remember you had told me that once too because we had talked about this because I would always say, 
well, my anxiety and my this, and you had suggested replacing it to I am experiencing anxiety. So you're not making make, making it. You're not making it a part of your like who you are, yeah, your personality, who you are, or even bringing it into your energy. Mm-hmm. You're feeling that you're experiencing it. Yes, it's something that's happening to you, and that, it's not you. No, it's not you, and it's. Because when you attach to it, just it just tends to make itself more worse. I remember when I was labeled with having PTSD, and I swear to you guys, like when I was labeled that, things got way worse than they already were, <laughs> and it was crazy all the stuff that had happened. Yes, PTSD is real, and people experience it. I'm not saying it's not a real thing and identifying with it for me in my experience I realized that I was really using that as like a victim kind of thing and things just tended to be worse for me and I seemed to be very depressed and now I don't I don't tell anyone that I had that I don't even say that I have it right now because I don't and I think once I stopped saying that things started getting lighter in my life. I didn't have all of this stuff pop into my head. I didn't have panic attacks. They were all gone once I decided I wanted to overcome these labels and not be attached with them for my whole entire life. Because when I was attaching to them, I was in a low place. And when I worked on my stuff and found tools to deal with this stuff, things just changed for me, at least. That's my experience. Yeah, because these things are real. Yeah, they are like, real. We're not I saying I experienced it's not. anxiety for years, mm-hmm. and I had, because of it, I had all kinds of skin issues, stomach issues, all kinds of things. But at the same time, somehow I realized it was, it felt to me like it was coming from the outside even though I was feeling it in my body. Like there were days that I would wake up and feel like something horrible is going to happen today. Mm -hmm. And anybody that's had really bad anxiety knows what I'm talking about. the worst feeling. That is the worst feeling. I feel like I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. Something horrible is going to happen today. Yeah, it's like an elephant's on your chest and you can't seem to get it off of you. Exactly, and it's like, But it doesn't have to become you. No, I think that's what happens when you start making it a part of yourself. That's kind of when it amplifies. So we're not saying that these things that come up in our life, anxiety, depression, X, Y, and Z, they are real things. But it's a matter of not making yourself a victim to the label of it and and limiting yourself because you can do so much more. I I remember... Um, I was talking to a family member about meditating and they're like, oh, I I would love to do that, but my ADHD just wouldn't let me do that. I'm like, well, if I looked up the symptoms of ADHD or whatever it is, I could technically identify with all of those, Mm -hmm. but it took me, it took me a little long to, to practice meditation, but I started with five minutes I then no, I didn't even start with five minutes. I might have started with like two minutes and then went up. And now I can meditate for an hour or two. And that just took practice. But if I had said, Oh, I have ADHD, so I can't do that. My ADHD won't allow me to do that. 
then I would never meditate. And meditation is such a wonderful way it helps to overcome some of this. It, because it that's does. how I was able to overcome anxiety. Oh, same. Well, a couple things. Some, some of it I learned was food. And the meditation part of it was huge. Because I remember the first time that I realized I had been in a complete quiet state of meditation for five minutes... I was ecstatically happy. Oh my gosh. I was able to be in this quiet space for five whole minutes. And that's such an amazing feeling. It's a shift of energy. I remember for myself, I would always have ruminating thoughts that were just so, they would come in and I couldn't get them to shut off. Then I learned meditation. It wasn't easy at first. But I heard everywhere that this would help quiet your mind. And it did. I don't experience those ruminating thoughts. Yes, we, we talk about overthinking. But these were like crazy thoughts that would just come in and pop in. And at least now I can identify if I'm overthinking. Mm -hmm. And I find tools to deal with it. But meditation really helped with all of this stuff, honestly. <laughs> Another thing that helped me with was I know this sounds crazy. I mean, I worked with a nutritionist too, but I had so many allergies. Like allergies to all kinds of food, environmental, everything. And I mean, I still do. I, I get a lot of sinus stuff. I love cats and my house has cats in it. And um, occasionally, still, I'll bite into foods and my whole mouth goes into blisters. So wow. just a very, very sensitive body. But... I used to say, oh, my allergies, because of my allergies, I can't do this or that. So I remember when I started turning that around, which was really only about 10 years ago, I said, I don't want to be a slave to allergies, and I don't want to be on medications because most medications make me feel worse <laughs> than whatever is going on with me. So I started to just say, I am going to try new things. And I stopped calling them my allergies and just say, there. my body has an allergy to this or that. I have to just be careful because my body is sensitive to this or that rather than saying me because I'm not my body anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in this body, yeah. absolutely. But, and my body is part of my existence here on this plane and mm -hmm. in this lifetime. But it's not who I am. And I remember I, I, I have a friend, she lives out in Chicago, and I just love her to pieces. She's so sweet. She has, she spends, I swear, she spends five hours a day shopping because of her allergies. Oh, my God. And so one time when I was there, because I used to go there a lot, and she was talking about how, you know, she couldn't have this and she couldn't have that. And I said, you know, I used to tell myself that all the time, too. And then I just stopped telling myself that. And it was amazing how many different foods I can eat now because I stopped telling myself I was allergic to them. The big one, but again, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this by saying, you know, I did a lot of detox work too first. Mm -hmm. But I, I was always allergic to walnuts, so I never ate them. My mouth would just swell right up. But in the last couple of years, 
all of a sudden I can eat walnuts. Really? And I eat them every morning for breakfast. That's so That's part of my breakfast. I either have them in oatmeal or I have them in um, yogurt, whatever it is I'm having. I throw a few walnuts in there because they're really good for my blood type, which is AB blood type. So, and I thought to myself, isn't this weird that suddenly I can eat a whole handful of walnuts and they don't bother me? And just changing the way that you were talking about your allergies and and switching and, work, that and like I said, out. and working with a nutritionist too to be able to get some of the things because our bodies are so full of toxins from from so much of living. So yeah, working a with a nutritionist to help keep my body a little bit more detox mm-hmm. so that these things don't bother me. But it's amazing to me because I used to be so allergic to them, and now I can eat a whole handful of them, and they don't so much as. Put a little blister in my mouth. That's awesome, though. I know. So, and we're not saying like it's, it's a magical switch of words because there's action behind that too. Right. Exactly. Just as Christina had mentioned, working with a nutritionist for me with the anxiety and depression and X, Y, and Z, I was finding tools that helped. Meditation was an action tool that I took mm-hmm. to help with this. It wasn't switching the label that was that was like half of it the other half was taking the action to not let the label put me or anybody in in victim mode it was getting out of that and how to empower yourself by taking action steps right exactly Mm -hmm. so let's just talk about action steps then yes so the first one is is again well noticing when you are claiming that label, when you're saying my anxiety or my ADHD or my whatever, fill in the blank, right. noticing that. <laughs> that And that's huge. Yeah, that's it's, huge. It's probably just become a huge part of your identity if you're mm-hmm. somebody who's had that experience in your life. Notice when you're saying it. Yeah, and notice how many times a day you're saying it. Because I remember when Christina had told me this, like, I am experiencing anxiety, that whole thing, I realized that I was saying my anxiety all day, every day. Like, oh, my anxiety or my depression and whatever else. I was saying it so much, too. I don't say as much today, but it it comes here and there, but it took a lot of noticing and switching around that and taking the action steps. Yeah. And that is super important. And that can be step one to start noticing when you're saying it. And then number two, like get help coming up with a way not to claim a label. Yeah, talk to somebody about it. If you have a best friend or spouse or significant other that is willing to call you out if you ask them to do it, Mm -hmm. because you have to remember that you're asking them to do it and not take offense when they do. Yeah, that but that is a great way to do it. That is so awesome to have a supportive person to call you out whenever you're saying a certain phrase or whatever cuz especially if it like it's a significant other that you might be around a lot or a best friend or a family member that you spend the most time with, they're going to pick up on your language. So definitely ask them. Yeah. Because they will notice. They it. will notice mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And, and it's nice because you're you're empowering yourself by being courageous enough to ask them to call you out on your shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And having those people in your life 
is so beneficial. Yeah. You need people who are going to call you out. Yeah. Because they're going to help. And you're going to help each other out, too. Yeah. Because I know my husband calls me out. And sometimes <laughs> I'll get... I know. And sometimes <laughs> I'll get... I'll be like, what? Well, you know, I know you're right. It's... You know, I might be mad in the moment. But then I always go back and say, no, you're right. I was just having a moment. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. You're mm -hmm. absolutely right. Yeah, and that happens. Cordell does that yeah. to me very often, but I'm grateful <laughs> for it because it's perfect. It. I need that. Right. <laughs> Same to him. We do. So we are, if you go to our website, uh, um, www.manifestingmiraclestogether.com, we have a worksheet out there for you. Mm -hmm. as, so you can start noticing where what your labels are, number one. Start paying attention to how often you use them. Yeah. And then to come up with a way to think about it differently. Yeah, switch it around. Yeah, how can I think about this differently? Rather than saying, you know, my anxiety say, I'm really experiencing anxiety today. Something like that. Mm -hmm. That kind of, you're not owning, you're just, you're acknowledging the fact that it's happening to you. Yeah. On any particular day, but mm -hmm. you're not claiming it as your own. Yeah. Just a, it's a, it's a symptom, right? And then exactly. Then symptoms go away like a cold. Exactly. And then the last thing is we also have a meditation for you out there. So um, go to, just click on the link underneath the podcast here and it will take you directly to a landing page where those things are easily downloadable. Yes. We'd be curious to get your feedback on them. So if you do it, um, email us at grow at manifestingmiraclestogether.com because we would love to hear what your experiences are. And we will be starting our Zoom calls. So, you Definitely. know, stay on top of that. And these are things that we're going to be talking about on those Zoom calls. And we should, we'll probably do this one a few times because this is big. Yes. And, and on those Zoom calls, you can... Tell us the things that you're interested in hearing about or talking about because that'll be helpful for us and you as well. So if there's a certain podcast episode you'd like us to record or if you have a story of your own that you want us to bring up, like share it and we would love to talk about it. Yeah. And if you found this podcast interesting, useful, and you know somebody else that could grow from it, please share it. Yeah. And give us a like. I mean, your rating really does matter to help us move up the algorithm. It does. And um, follow us on Facebook. Instagram. and We'll let you know when stuff. we have other social media channels ready to go. Yes, we will. So until next time. <laughs> we will see you next time. See Thanks ya. for tuning in.